0: Keep it locked right here. You are listening to MTMV Sports. Yo, it's your girl Pressure Love and you are listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked.
1: Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere with MTMV Sports, y'all, and listen, this is MTMV Live. We have an incredible show for you tonight. So much to talk about. Listen, what more do we have to say? It's the NFL Draft. It is the NBA playoffs. There's just so much going on, y'all. And when we're when we get back, right, right after this little drop, right after that, we're gonna hop in to talking about the NBA playoffs with our NBA correspondent Miles Austin, and you know him, right? Will T. He'll be in here as well, y'all. So. Hey, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Miles, talk to me about what's going on, man, in the NBA playoffs. What's happened so far, and what's something that shocked you?
2: All right, let's let's see what what's happening so far. Uh, the, the the better teams are winning. Um, what is what has happened so far? Uh, the Nets are out of the playoffs, and that would probably double as my as my surprising, you know, kind of take. I, I think they were going to. I, I called this I, when we initially talked about this. It was seven games uh nets nets and nets in the uh in the celtics had them going seven games and the nets winning um i mean the defense has been good and they've been the best team in the nba since the all-star break uh in the celtics but i i I mean i can't i can't sit here and say i expected that like i'm not i I don't don't know i don't know if it's just me or i i didn't expect the nets to, to you know be and this is this is coming for somebody i listen i listen to will on on this show and on my on the 494 tell me kd was, was, was the best. And I, I just I can't wow. take that spawning 16 points in two different games and getting locked up by JT. I just don't understand how that can be it if he, if he is who he is. I'm, just, I'm lost. Tell so, know,
1: Miles, talk to me, man. What, what's going on? Okay, so, look, I didn't expect for Ja to be showing out like he's showing out right now. I the just cat. didn't, bro. Talk to me about job ascension. Why, why are we now realizing the, the era of Job?
2: I think I think what you're looking at is like trying to understand how he approaches the game. Right. He he is he is a team first. I'm about where I'm at. Same thing at Murray State. He was he was I. I yes, I am the best player on the team. I'm the face of the franchise, but I have nothing about my teammates and I can't do that. And I, I even love the cover of slam when those when those four guys got on there with the Grizzlies saying, is this the rise of the Grizzlies? Ja is leading them and he's also playing at an at an all, all-star elite level. We knew he had the talent, we knew it was there and now he's showing it and now he's lead, leading his team into the playoffs. Uh I mean, even even with the gesture I think he gave, he gave uh when he got the most improved player, giving it to one of his teammates. Like that is that is the type of player that he is and he understands that I can be the best person on the floor but I also have to make sure that my team gets to eat as well. And and that's what I love about his personality. So we're not I don't think we're I think we're just now seeing it. But we saw we saw the, the glimpses over the over the last few years of what it could look like and what he's going to be. And now he's able to show that. Did I, did I say that did I see that we're going to be, you know, second in the West or do what they're doing in the playoffs right now? No. But did I know job was going to be absolute talent, a superstar, of course. So now, I mean, it, this is it's, it's his time. And I think we're, we're, we're walking right in the middle of him stepping into his prime and for him to be in this prime so early in his career. Speaks to what speaks to the work he puts on the offseason, speaks to the work that he puts in with his teammates and the team he's trying to get, you know, to be to win an NBA championship. That goal, and I think he's moving closer and closer to that. Uh, absolutely solid, man. I love, I love what we're watching on Jock.
1: Will T, did you expect what we're seeing from the Bulls? I know there was so much hype going into the season about the Bulls, right? Um, we we saw the, the team, we saw the free agents they bought in. Did you expect them to, to kind of be facing the trauma they're seeing right now in the first round?
3: I mean, it was hard not to expect it, but you have to compound that with the injuries. I mean, when you look at the Bulls this season, they didn't beat any of the top teams in the East. I mean, that was that was telling. And everyone constantly looked at their record and what they were doing. They played great against everyone else. But against the top teams in the East, I don't even think they won a game. When you compound that on top of how great of a season DeMar DeRozan had, you start to look at the fact that there really wasn't that much of a supporting cast most of the season. I mean, you had uh, Lonzo Ball out. You had... Um, uh, I believe Zach Levine was out on protocol for a while. They right. um, also had Caruso out, so it's just one of those things where progressively you saw certain things. And as much as people wanted to say he was good, uh, Yo, uh, was it uh, Vucevic uh, at center really didn't cut it for the team this year. So they have a lot to look at. They have a lot to grow on. Yeah. But for them, they got to come back, uh, you know, fully ready for the next season. Everybody's got to come back healthy, and then maybe see what they're doing. But they got to compete against those beasts in the East before we can take them seriously. Miles did, you
1: ex- Miles, did you expect what we're seeing from the Boston Celtics? I know, I don't, I don't know if everybody saw a sweep coming, right? Um, But did you expect what we're seeing possibly from the Boston Celtics?
2: I know, I know what I expected was Derek Myers to send me a text message when, when they uh, did what they did. Uh, for those who don't know, diehard Celtics fan, friend of the show, um, I, I, I mean, I, I saw the defense. I saw the how how good they looked um, after the All Star break and what they were doing. Did I, I mean there was nothing in me that said sweep? That it just it just it wasn't. Um, but when you talk about one of the greatest scores being held to sixteen points in two different games in that sweep, it, it just it just makes no sense. But I will say this: I will say this. We watched we watched Jason Tatum emerge. We watched Jason Tatum become an absolute. Stud and superstar, and this is gonna build on. Like I know, I know. Even Stephen A. Smith went on air. and was, was like? You know, are we are we watching Jason Tatum pass Kevin Durant right right here in front of us? Like locking him up like that, holding him to thirteen percent shooting, uh, the field goal percentage when he was on him. I mean, it was a couple of blocks. It was, it was crazy to me. Um, I expected greatness out of JT. I didn't expect greatness on both ends. That, I mean, that was just absolutely amazing, and to do it on one of the best scores in NBA history and Kevin Durant. I mean, it, that speaks for itself. I feel like I feel like I'm watching Iris and cross MJ for the first time. It's crazy. No, I don't do that. <laughs> oh yeah, I did it.
3: I did you know, it. You know, and but, that's your boy too. Every, yo, shout that's out to your boy AI Philly all day, Chris. I know you're talking about the hat. Yo, let let let's put this in perspective, please. Everybody, no. I, I understand the Celtics sweat, but let's let's also understand the season series. They basically knocked them out throughout the season series. When you look at it. The Celtics only won by a total of 20 points throughout the whole series. And when you look at the stats, as bad as KD played in Spurs, he still averaged 26, 6 and 5 throughout the playoffs. For anybody else, that's like, oh man, that's that's amazing. But I think the one thing you got to consider is he took everything to get that team there on his back, but he was tired. He ain't have nothing left. He wasn't is, is I mean, I'm just being honest. I mean, look, look, listen. He does have to be a better leader. You know what I'm saying he probably should have showed up. I, I, don't you, I don't you want to start, you start with that. I, I don't, don't, want you, don't give you me to give
2: the tired stuff. stuff.
3: But you got to take everything into account. That entire season, like KD dragged that team literally to that of oh spot. I, even
2: I just wish everybody held. I wish. I wish people held LeBron to the same standard. Not- They've been these excuses when he didn't look nobody would be saying this if, if leBron went out there and got swept in the first round y'all would be killing him Just, right now let
3: LeBron well he up. did last come year on, so
1: let's let's ask this question come on man i gotta know about um i have to understand what's going on with the pelicans right now did you guys expect to see the pelican pelicans even in the series with the with the suns not That's at all
3: on the team yeah yeah i think i think I'm it happy. was gonna
1: be a good game but I, I thought it was gonna be i thought it to be a sweep
2: honestly i think i thought it was gonna be good games and Phoenix being able to finish out because of their leadership and what they've they've done, what they've accomplished. Uh, With Devin Book, with with D-Book going down, uh, they're still showing up. I mean, they're up 3-2 right now in the series. I think they'll go ahead and close it out. Uh, But, I I mean, even being able to see what Phoenix is able to do without D-Book on the floor um, is is impressive. And I think that speaks to, you know, the Pelicans not not being able to get out this series if they're not going to be able to beat the Suns without D-Book on the floor.
3: If the Suns lose, we gotta give a shout out to Scott Foster, because I don't know what that man does, but he runs <laughs> happening on Chris Paul. He plays the best defense on Chris Paul. Big ever- facts.
2: Big facts. But when you but you gotta you gotta look at the leader of the team. Chris Paul is the one who orchestrates the offense. So if you get him flustered, get him in his get in his head a little bit, the rest of the team falls. And when you don't have your your number one scorer to back you up when all when all else fails, you know what I mean? That there so it would I be surprised if the Pelicans won? Yeah, but I would also be like when you when you don't have
1: when you don't have all your pieces, I get it. I mean it's same same excuse you were just giving for KD, you know what I
3: mean? All right. Um,
1: excuse, Y'all th- listen, there's so much more of this coming up really quick, man. Right after this, we're gonna hop into the full 94, but we're gonna find out what's going on with Ben Simmons, yo. We gotta talk about it. I gotta there understand. You, Hopefully, there's somebody here from Philly that can help us understand his mentality <laughs> or something, right? I don't know what's going on, yo. And oh, listen, man. if you call me a fresh honey, uh well, a fresh honey bun fresh one honey more bun. time, I swear before fresh everything. On hey. Earth, right? <laughs> and shout out and shout out to um, the Bucks, man. They about to close their series out too. So nobody shout wants out. to hear that. We'll All right, get y'all. Milwaukee we'll we'll be... in Boston.
3: I'm excited.
1: All right, y'all. The full 94 is coming up right after this. Yeah.
3: You gotta yeah, look, keep taunting me with that shot. I see. that's fine.
1: You gotta
2: say, "Well, look, look, welcome, full 94. We are here." Will, Connie, how you feeling? Feeling good, man. You feeling good? Are you feeling good? Because
3: I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. man. Five, I'm you hurting. might be
2: you might be about to throw a 3-0 lead. I'm just saying, whatever it is. It is what it is. We're neither here nor there. We won't talk about them. Now, look, I, I, I have to <laughs> ask this question. I have to ask this question. I I, I, I I had to do a little trolling with Philly, and but but we understand, and we've been saying Doc Rivers for a while, so I'm not surprised, but this is what it is. The Nets getting swept, right? We understand what Katie did, we understand what Ivory did. We understand. Uh, what irvin did we understand that what boston brought to the series but the player that didn't hit the floor was mr uh, mr ben simmons after the trade deadline doesn't play all year in philly right and as a resident philly fan i'm sure you were you were glad to see him kind of dip right and to pull up with james harden i think that's to even get that trade to go through was absolutely crazy to turn a player that hasn't touched the court into james harden and some other pieces i i, I appreciate that but what is really going on with Ben Simmons? Because I feel like people would want to put some blame on him. But I feel as if if you don't play all season mm-hmm. and you try to come into the playoffs in a game three situation, potentially elimination game, like I mean, a game four situation, elimination game, the most he could have did is play some defense because mm-hmm. he's he's not a scoring threat, right? But what is what does that look like to you? And and I want to I want to definitely ask you because you had you 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 saw him in Philly. You saw him up close and personal. What is he look? what what's going on kind of with Ben Simmons right now in Brooklyn?
3: So I, I want to start by saying, yo, I take mental health seriously. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's that been the, the long running story with that. With that being said, Ben Simmons has a habit of not coming in through these moments. He has a habit of technically quitting on his team. I mean, if you look back at LSU, you know, he really didn't give us all give it all at, at LSU. He really was just going to uh, practice uh, for the NBA. You look at the national team. If I believe he had issues with the national team where he committed to playing and then he decommitted from playing. So there's a pattern here with Ben Simmons mm-hmm. where you just kind of have to start being like, well, yes, we're putting on everybody else. We talked about Doc. We talked about everything the Sixers did. But at what point do we hold Ben accountable and say, maybe it's just Ben. Maybe he just doesn't have the love for the game?
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, and that, that's a, that's a great question. And it's something to question because when we look at Ben Simmons and what he has done over the past couple of years, he's been solid. Like when I saw him come out of LSU and I watched his game, even the first year, the, well, the second, first year, you know what I mean? When he won rookie of the year, I I, I was calling him baby Brown, baby Brown without a shot, right? He, he, he couldn't shoot it. Right. That was, that was it for me. Had, had the skills, six, eight point guard who can facilitate and finish at the rim, which, I mean, that was who LeBron was. He was just a little more – he was more athletic and, you know, could, could, could shoot the ball. But when we're, when we're looking at now – and, Connie, I want to I get your opinion on this. When we're looking at Ben Simmons now and what he's done, we have saw the mental health uh, – Not I, w- I don't want to call it an angle because I want to seem like it's, it's not true. Uh, the mental health aspect, right, that we all take seriously here at NTMV. At the same time, I'm looking like, is he just – is it a case of, like, the yips – or like anxiety or like I don't want to be on the big stage or like I'll just wait it out till next year it has to be something more than what we're currently hearing I just can't seem to put my finger on it Connie, how do you feel
4: I think it's more so securing a bag uh say if he would have played uh if you say if he would have played then he probably would have played a little bit of, I guess that he played well um that that money that they think like or that money that he think he would have had or whatever because he's hurt or he's going through mental health protocol or whatever. Yeah. Let's just say if he would have played, they would have been like, yo, he could have played all year. Um, and shout out to Rob Redeem, um, and C Micah. They said this on uh, on not the same earlier today. Uh, like if he would have if if he would have played, he wouldn't have been able to secure a bag that he's about to get. So that leads me to say like. These guys are—they are—they're—they're they're, they're thinking about money. They're not really thinking about basketball anymore. I mean, a lot of these guys don't even want to play the game. They got—they got their millions. They grind all the way to—they to, grind all the way to the top. They got to—they the, got to the point where it's like, "Yo, I'm—I—I I'm, made it. I made it. i i, I got a hundred million dollars in the bank. Uh, i still got—I still got a bunch of endorsement deals. So I, you know, honestly, I can—I can go ahead and not play for the rest of the season, but or how, don't how even do you have to play lose? for it at all. How do you this lose dude,
2: the game that you played? You you hustled and even, played most of your life <laughs> to, to
4: get to that moment.
3: National
2: How talent, does it leave dude. when you get money? I that's, hard for, to, that's le- hard for me to
4: comprehend. When when okay, when when you're a hot commodity, when you're a hot commodity, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like for us, work is like okay, we gotta we gotta work, we gotta make we gotta make everything work, we gotta put everything sure. in, all the other stuff. And for, for others, it's like yo, I got it, I made it. Okay, cool. I'm done. I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? I made it. To me, he's like he, he's like uh uh what's the boy name? Jamar Russell uh, uh from Oakland? Wait, Jamarcus, you, yeah, Jamarcus Russell, your yeah. your your favorite quarterback ever. Yeah, he's well, just yeah, like okay. hey. <laughs> because like honestly, think about it. He came in, he didn't even play, he didn't even play his rookie season. And then you know what I'm saying, he, and then he starts playing, makes a name for himself. Now he got a little bag, all this other stuff, and now now he's been out of the game for almost well, he's been out of the game for a whole year, and what if, what if goes into next year? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I'm not, I don't feel like playing this the year. I'm first not team not like on defense, bro. And then look, he, he has the he has the the thing that happens. In it field. doesn't it doesn't matter. The dude lost it, and it's not the yips. It's not anything. It's like it's like. I don't want don't, to play no more, bro, But you, if you lose that the, love money, of the game, the money, the money, the money already in the bank. He's already secured a bag. I mean, he doesn't. Oh. Want, he doesn't have to play anymore. Come I on. Think, I don't think he lost it. I think it's I think it's more
3: or less. It, it, it. He gets by natural talent, and now that he's actually being forced to to show that he's more than that, <laughs> that it's just not. It's just not coming through. Like it's just one. That natural talent is something for. all the way shoot But the it's ball. Coming, but it only been so far though.
2: He was averaging, averaging
3: 18 10 and 10 and
2: 8 like are okay, you
3: averaging 18 10 and 8 when all you gotta do is literally overpower somebody and
4: and go into the paint it's, it's I mean, you, you did to say that when you don't play anything I, 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 I honestly and i th- and you know i love i love both arguments but i don't think y'all see in the picture here the dude you do but is, you just you just sat you just sat there and told me
2: Ben Simmons has lost the love for the game. He got his he, bag and he don't not, care no more. He's living
4: up bro. to his initial. He's living up to his initials. He's he's BSing. So uh-huh. we're not so we're not we're not we're not, we're 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 not looking for Big Simmons no more. Like Ben Simmons gotta do with he he got he, he got he, he gotta prove back to me that he's a good player. He has to show me again. Cause honestly, like I don't I don't I don't believe he likes the game. I don't be, I, I believe he got Jeez. his money. He's feeling good. He's on his own lifetime, shooting no. basketball hoops and all that other stuff, bro. Let him, let him, let him be. Let him be. Let's, he, be. See, he, it, Let's see, see it, man. Let's see it. Look, I know you
3: left. So he got to do something.
2: You already know, man. Look, you want more conversation just like this, A full 94 every Saturday, 10 a.m. it be me, Miles Austin, Connie, Will T, and the big sis, C. Monroe, Sports Talk with C. We check it. Check it out, MTMV Sportsman, the full 94. Be safe.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? It's your man, Will T, and The Voice, the MTMV curator of combat sports. Voice, how you doing, sir?
5: All right. You, you know, I got to uh, make a dramatic interest uh, <laughs> all the time. You know, I'm doing fantastic. It's your man, the myth, the legend, The Voice, ready to talk about all these fights that just took place, or so maybe just a couple of, them. I don't know. We'll see.
3: You was like a kid in the candy store this weekend, man. Oh, you had man. some amazing fights, uh that just happened. But we had the, we had the huge fight. We had uh, Tyson Fury uh, successfully defending against Dylan White with the six-round technical knockout. And what he's saying is his last fight. But after that last fight, we got a little uh, pre-match preview, I would say, uh, between him and Francis Ngawa. Um, now, I know uh, Fury is saying this is his last fight, but Ngawa is one on record as saying he's not re-signing with UFC unless he's allowed to take this fight so how did you feel about the fight and what do you think about the future fight between the two giants
5: well the the fight itself was really good i uh i gave the first round and that round only to dillian white him coming out in southpaw stance kind of shook tyson a little bit he was like i'm not quite sure what to do then tyson came out southpaw stance the next round and you know uh it, it was it was really interesting uh, I know they they called it TKO because he got up and then they called it off. But that man was out when he hit the ground. They could have called it right there. But yeah, he's
3: yeah. saying the push was was illegal. He's saying that when he hit him with it, that he pushed him afterwards. And that's where the illegalness. Uh, OK, he yeah,
5: he, he he did push him afterward. But whether he pushed him or not, he was going down. He probably saved him from more punishment by pushing him. because if he kept hitting him, then it wouldn't have been a TKO. It would have been a straight up uh, KO. Um, but like you were saying that the aftermath of the fallout from fury and white was Francis Ngannou, the predator coming into the, the, uh, the, the ring. Uh, like he, he prowls the cage looking for uh, his next victim. Um, and I don't think he found a victim, but he did find a willing partner. Um, it was smart of him to say, I won't sign again without this mm-hmm. because it allows him the ability to still apply his trade, uh, via MMA. And what Tyson Fury said was that he thought this was, or he was saying this is his last boxing match. The fight between, uh, Fury and, uh, inganu would be a mixed rules match. Said, uh, and got him sit in the cage, I mean, in the ring, that it'd be uh, MMA gloves in the boxing ring. Uh, I wonder what other things they may introduce outside of that. But, um, yeah, it'd be a mixed rules, like, exhibition fight for all intents and purposes. Uh, So that would technically be his last boxing uh, match. But fighters retire all the time. I mean, I, I remember just kind of listening around, uh, to different things, I I want to say he's retired. Tyson Fury has uh, maybe about three times before now, so mm-hmm. who who knows? I think he, he's retired until the right opportunity comes.
3: Yeah, because I'm I'm hearing even his wife said that she feels like if he gets that unification bout, whether it's with uh, Anthony Joshua or I, I hear Deontay Wilder is looking to fight uh, the winner of the Joshua fight, that Fury will come out of retirement for that unification bout. So I mean, do you, do you think that that's possible?
5: Yeah, if it's Wilder or Joshua, I think he would. I, he don't want them Usyk problems. <laughs> he don't want them Usyk problems because Usyk is a true boxer. He's a pure boxer. He can move. He's proven that he can take a heavyweight's punch. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he want to see that.
3: I'm excited to see what's going to happen because I, I, I do want to see Fury and Gawa get into the get into the ring. Uh, moving from two giants to other giants, George St Pierre recently was asked about Khabib. He stated that he felt like Khabib was the GOAT, which Dana White is kind of refuting. In that same statement, he admitted he would actually be open to a grappling match uh, with Khabib, but he admitted that it has to be like novelty and and there has to be great organization. Now, Khabib is going on record as saying how much he admires Pierre, and and at one time, I believe, he's actually pleaded with him to actually come and take the fight and get in the ring with him. So what's the possibility of that happening?
5: Uh, there is a great possibility, like 99% possible, mm-hmm. that it'll never happen. Uh, <laughs> and the reason being is unless it's something totally unsanctioned that mm-hmm. they kind of bootleg and, and guerrilla style throw up on uh, some kind of a feed, or you can pay to watch it after the fact. Dana White is not allowing that to happen in any way shape form or fashion without him getting paid and he's already said especially with the way that GSP has burnt him in the past uh, last fight that GSP had was for the middleweight title he destroyed um Michael Bisping and then dropped the title like it was hot garbage so he, he Dana is out of the GSP business he won't even let him box like uh Jake Paul and them. he Dana White is the biggest hater in the mm-hmm. world. Like, I got my money. I can keep making money, and if I make less money and keep you from making money, I'm happy. So, yeah, I I don't see that happening.
3: I mean, Pierre is 40 now, I believe. So, I mean, I I think he could still be in the ring, but I'm not sure if that would be a good fight. Yeah, point. I
5: mean, but and they're talking about a grappling match, so it's something that um they can do at any point, like in the next 20 years, honestly. Uh, because that's something that you don't have to. You, you're not taking punches. You know, you, you're just grappling. So, um, yeah, that that can happen at any time. But even that, uh, they would have to be way, way out of uh, of the the time their time with the UFC for that to happen.
3: Dana White seems to be blocking the money. I don't. I don't understand what the point is because these are two both. I mean, you can. Um, I won't say you can put them on the same card, but. This is two opportunities to create two super fights that people want to see. So, I mean, it, there's no leeway here that, that that we can see in the future for either one of these fights possibly happening.
5: The, the Nganu fight, yes. Mm-hmm. The um, uh, GSP and Habib is it, highly improbable. Highly improbable. All
3: right, well, hopefully we get something because... The white doing too much. Tyson Fury challenging the Tribal Chief. He don't want to go to the WWE. Oh, he, he's
5: going to. I think he's going to some Slam. So he he'll, he he's going to make his money. He's yeah, going he got want
3: to get in the ring with them. Uh, Tyson Fury is is nice in the boxing ring, but those lanky legs. It'll take one time somebody be to snap his legs.
5: Okay, we're we're, we're talking about professional wrestling.
3: We're talking about professional wrestling. The same place where uh, Brock Lesnar is. So I mean, mm-hmm. this possible but
5: that's yeah Ch- choreographed yeah no. I, th- I think he can do it Boys don't
3: boys don't 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 disrespect WWE
5: like that I, i'm not disrespecting I, i'm just being
3: factual Come i think on, he man. can do it's, it he said he can do it but he wouldn't last
5: it doesn't have to last it just has to go in for the big events and make the money
3: well we'll see what happens because Tyson fury is Definitely a headline wherever it goes. Uh, definitely want to uh, make sure you all tune in to the main card. Voice is always giving the best in combat sports. Uh, definitely tune into MTMB Sports Voice. You got anything left to say to us?
5: Yeah, with, with the main card, make sure you check it on uh, this upcoming Friday. We'll have uh, information about uh, Taylor Serrano, the biggest fight in women's history, uh, plus the, uh, uh, the other fights that are taking place this weekend.
3: Definitely check us out, MTMV Sports. Hey
0: everyone, it's time to talk about my favorite sport, the NFL. And guess what's happening this week? Actually, tomorrow will be the NFL draft, and we're about to get it started. About to see all these amazing yeah. college players go to 32 of the best teams in the best league ever. So, guys. The draft is tomorrow. Starts tomorrow. Do you guys have any bold predictions of who's gonna go in the first round? Who's gonna go in the top 10? Um, how many trades will happen in the first round, how many quarterbacks might go, which I don't know if they should, but we'll see how many wide receivers, which teams will trade up or trade down. Talk to me.
1: Yo, so um from from what I've seen so far, right? Um I I'm I'm thinking this. This is my this is my thing, right? So I believe that there are five teams that are kind of trade hungry, right? Or or that may need to make a trade just because of what may happen in the first round of the draft. And so those teams include the Steelers. They're quarterback hungry, right? You can't go into a season with Mr. Bisky thinking, I got it, right? We good. Right. So at some point, they'll be looking to probably make a move up. It depends on if, you know, I'm hearing rumblings about Malik Willis possibly going early. Maybe um, there's a, you know, maybe Kenny Pickett. Right. Maybe he's off the board. Maybe they have to move up for like a Ritter or something. Hopefully not. Most people will be like, why move up for Ritter? But maybe that's something that that's something that could possibly happen just based on the circumstances. So they may even try to trade up for Kenny Pickett if Malik Willis goes early. Another thing is the Saints. The Saints lost their left tackle, right? Teron Armstead is now playing with the Miami Dolphins. And mm-hmm. so at some point, right, um, there may be a run on tackles. There may be an early run. Ikea Kwanu may go early, right? Evan Neal may go early. And then you you have guys like Charles Cross there, right? Trevor Penning. Do those guys go? And if if the top three go early, right, the drop from three to four is tough. And then a drop off from four below that is kind of – is really, really tough. And so what do you do, right? The Saints may need to move up. The Packers are wide receiver hungry. Um, Look, Will Smith can talk about this. The Chiefs are gonna need a wide receiver, you know it, right? And so, yes, you have two picks in the first round, and yes, there are a lot of wide receivers there, right? However, if you look at the talent, there's a lot of talent at the top. And so do you guys make a move? I don't know. Well, that's one thing. And then the Panthers, right? If they if the Panthers go with the guy early, right? If they go with maybe a left tackle early, defensive, um, you know, defensive player early, then they may need to try to move back into the first round um to get a quarterback right so maybe that's the situation for them that's five teams right there that i think are you know a little bit trade that could be you know uh, possibilities for trades and i haven't even talked about the teams that may think about moving down like the jets like the giants right and like the eagles who may want to acquire more picks
6: yeah i think it's it's definitely um this is most exciting drafts coming up i think unpredictable um, you have 17s with two picks in the first round. It could be a lot. Of, I think there's going to be a lot of trading up trading back. Um, I think with the way the league is going now, right. It's a passing league. So I think there'll be a run on which on receivers. And I think there'll also be a run on edge rushers because that's what this league has turned into. You need, you need, you no longer can have one pass rusher. You need two on both edges. Um, even sometimes a defensive tackle. If you look at Aaron Donald and Chris Jones and how they kind of, you see the benefit of having somebody in the middle that can also get to the quarterback. So um, wide receiver edge um, you have, of course, like Ernest said, you have the Packers and the chiefs Mm -hmm. who have both given up their number one receiver. And so I think that they'll definitely, And then you got Debo out there, right? There's this, the rumbling uh, of Debo. Could there be, could somebody make a trade for Debo? There were rumors about a DK Metcalf. Seattle definitely needs a quarterback. You can't go into the season with uh, a Drew Locke and Geno Smith. And I forgot whoever the third guy is, you know, you can't go in there with that. Like the Steelers, like you mentioned, they need a quarterback. Uh, Are the Panthers really sold on on Sam Darnold? It's like uh, teams, have some needy, you know what I'm saying? So I think there'll be some teams that may even reach at the quarterback position. You have maybe the top one was Malik Willis. Um Then you had um Kenny Pickett. And then I heard Matt Corral and you know, so there are some names out there and somebody, a team may reach for a quarterback in the first round, but we'll see, man. I, I'm, I'm excited, man. It's like, for me, it's going to be like a holiday tomorrow. I'm excited about the draft, you know, especially my team, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I I, I don't know, man. I think it's very unpredictable. The top, like, is Aiden Hutchinson going number one to Jacksonville? You know? So, I'm excited, man. It's a lot of possibilities.
1: Yeah, man. Look, I'm thinking about um, how many quarterbacks may go, right, in the very first round. Golly, maybe four quarterbacks could go in the first round. Maybe three, right? I don't know. I I saw a mock draft today where three quarterbacks went in the top ten, and I was like, ugh. I don't think that's actually going to happen. Right? I think Malik crazy. Willis. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Malik Willis went at two, um, and then um, the Panthers went quarterback. Right, the Falcons went quarterback. It was like there was a crazy mock draft. Yeah, it was a crazy mock draft. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if that's going to actually happen. But if it does, a lot of teams will be happy about the you know the tackles that are falling, right? The cornerbacks yeah, that will fall, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people will be so happy. Somebody's
6: going to that. fall that there, the team's going to be like, wait a minute, they're still there. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Kyle Hamilton, I think went um, went 16th, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think he he's he either 16th or 17th, right? And so if I look at him, and that's about, um, and that that's what just in there NFL mock draft. And so if you look at it, I think maybe seven wide receivers could go. That's a bold prediction for me. Maybe seven wide receivers go in the first round. There's going to be an early run, I believe, on wide mm-hmm. receiver um, Drake mm-hmm. London, Garrett Wilson. The both of the Ohio State guys, Chris yep. Olave. Right. They can all go. Jamison Williams. Um, If you looked at recent tape of him, Jamison Williams looks good. Right. He looks like he's recovering. Well, of course, he'll start off the year maybe on, you know, P.U.P. Right. But right after that, he's ready to go. And so you look yeah. at a guy like him. George Pickens is a guy. Yes, who people, I like him. Yeah. George Pickens is a guy who people are starting to look at a little bit, maybe the first round guy. John um, Dodson. Yeah, Jahan Dawson is another one. And then, listen, everybody's talking about Debo Samuels. If you can't get Debo, right, maybe you can get Traylon Burks. Um, Some people compare him to Debo because of, for one, the 40 time. And then on top of that, if you looked at his utilization on the field, he's all over. You can use him in any aspect, right? He can be a running back for you a little bit. He can catch the ball well. He's a playmaker. And so if you look at that, man, that's a lot of receivers that can go in the first round. I think we may have big, big numbers in the first round.
0: I think so too, guys. I couldn't agree more. The first round, we're going to see, like you said, we're going to see a lot of wide receivers go. So many teams are desperate for wide receivers. We're going to see some quarterbacks. And I'm hoping, come on, football gods, let the Giants pick an offensive lineman. Let's not destroy. I'm going to
6: ask you who you want it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, right now, just give me somebody good <laughs> that's going to protect our quarterback daniel john i'm not gonna talk bad about danny
6: do you think I he's your quarterback good. for the future i mean do you think that he's y'all franchise quarterback or do you
0: no i feel like we failed as a unit we had so many. we had russell wilson we had Deshaun watson but we failed because we're failures so i need us to not fail that's why i need the football guys to shine down on us and be able to help us guide us through this draft to pick the right people so that we can have a decent season and y'all can stop clowning my giants so <laughs> that's what I, i'm hoping for the draft t- um season this year what are you guys what are you guys hoping that, that will happen in the draft for the um the chiefs by the way will i'm here what you want to say
6: before the chiefs man i'm definitely um one a wide receiver and then a uh, edge and so um the wide receiver that I love to have is Jamison Williams. Um, I know we would have to move up to make that happen. He's the closest thing in this draft that I've seen to Tyreek Hill. He's what I call an angle killer. And that's when guys have the right angle as a, a safety, a DB, and it don't matter. He just runs right by him. And I saw that. Um, if, we, if we're not able to get him, I would love a George Pickens. I love his game. He's physical. He's like 6'3", big body receiver that can get separation. Then I also like Jahan Dotson. So those are the top three receivers that I like for the Chiefs. If any one of those are there, if we can move up and get James Williams.
0: All right. Uh, Rick, your Saints, pray for your Saints. Hope they do well. And we'll be right back, guys, after this.
1: I am praying for those boys, for sure.
5: (laughs) What's good, everybody? It's your man, the myth, the legend, the voice with this week's time out. This is where we take a step back and assess the game of life looking to God for strategies to bring us true success. This week's thought, no love. As a proud Celtics fan, one thing I know about our fan base is that certain players always have a special place in our hearts. Names like Taco Fall, Rondo, and Big Baby Miller elicit warm feelings, the kinds of cheers that Ray Allen and Kyrie may not get. During all the free agent signings this season, a name that came up for many teams was Isaiah Thomas. From 2015 to 17, he was the face of Beantown basketball as a two-time All-Star. His career had a steep decline because of injury, one he played through in Boston while carrying the weight of his sister's death during the playoffs. He wanted the seeds to back up the Brinks truck for him. Instead, Danny Ainge sent him off to find his true worth in the league. Since then, he's played for eight different teams, including two stints with the Lakers and the G League, which means that it actually was kind of more like four stints with the G League, but I digress. He was called up by the Hornets this year, but Boston's faithful were campaigning for a return to the Emerald Isle. The Celtics used him. They chewed him up and spit him out like a piece of gum by a ticket scalper outside of the garden. Even though Ainge is now in Utah, and the man who holds his spot coached Thomas, the Boston Brass, ain't got no love for IT. It reminds me of Samson, the 12th judge of Israel. Did the people drain and then discard him? No, it was the women in his life. One of the great reasons for this was that he was attracted to the very people that he was called to free Israel from. His first wife sold him out to her countrymen out of fear. His last lady also gave him over to the Philistines, but she did it for the bag. Delilah manipulated him into giving up his secrets, just as his wife did through nagging. She exploited him for 1,100 pieces of silver for every man a part of the plot and put Samson in danger by facilitating his capture. Each time she showed her hand, Samson's head was in, or I should say he was sleeping. The last time his head was in her lap, he was arrogant enough not only to entertain the company of the enemy, but to purposely go to sleep in their presence. Now, when his head was in her lap, the Philistines removed the symbol of Samson's sanctification breaking his vow with the Lord, and thus separating him from the power of God. His is a cautionary tale. It's also a redemptive tale. It talks about and shares what happens when we get all chummy and buddy-buddy with the ops. Yes, his vision was taken. His vision, which was to be used in leadership of God's people, but it was taken when they plucked his eyes out. While he was slaving away in bondage, though, His hair began to grow back and with it, his connection with the father and a foreshadow of Christ as Samson, just like Jesus, gave his life to destroy the enemy and bring peace to his people. So even if you've lost connection with God, know that he wants to bring you back into the fold and he can still use you no matter how seemingly damaged you are. So here's the play. The enemy is not your friend. Whatever he brings to you that seems to benefit is only there to destroy you. He hates you. His goal is to steal, kill, and destroy. So don't buddy it with someone who wants the very worst for you. Trust, there's no love there. It's your man, the myth, the legend, the voice with this week's time out. All right, time to get back in the game of life. Until next week, ready, break.
0: Everybody, you want to say goodbye in unison or one
1: by one? Let's say it in unison.
0: All right, bye. Bye. bye.
1: bye. bye. Come
0: back, You yeah. Come back, yeah.
1: What? All right, God bless y'all. Thank y'all so much for joining us. We love y'all. We out.
0: we